Hello, everybody. Rachel Painting here, and welcome to my podcast. This is the series, What is Language Coaching? And today, what I would really like to do is just do a little summary of all of the podcasts that, that I've done over the last weeks, and also just a summary of where are we in this topic of language coaching and what it is. I'm so grateful to all of my guests over the last weeks. We've had some amazing input and we've all heard that each and every one of them maybe has a different understanding, a different take and perspective on what language coaching is. Now, the one thing I think that we all agree is that coaching itself is not a regulated business. We do have institutions worldwide that are setting the standards, laying out the guidelines for the practice and the competences of being a coach. And on the other side, we have the academic institutions who are also doing bachelors and, and masters in coaching or educational psychology, for example, which include that part of coaching. Now, the interesting thing is that, you know, language coaching could be various things. We've heard from academics, we've heard from commercial teachers, we've heard from a conversational intelligence coach, we've heard from somebody who does and did NLP, we've heard from a business entrepreneur, we've heard from all of them who are language educators. And we can conclude that language coaching could be the way that we deliver. It could be the way that we incorporate coaching conversations to break down obstacles or blocks and really encourage learners to get on with the language. Or it could be used as that vehicle in business English, for example, where leaders and executives need that type of coaching conversation in English because their job demands a deeper executive approach. And each and every perspective is great. You know, as a professional, I do believe that we can respect each other and we can really say, I can totally appreciate your perspective, your opinion, whatever that may be. Now, from a different perspective, I'd like to just talk about neuro language coaching. And just to maybe help to understand what this is. When I first started this journey, and I talk about this story quite a lot, because I landed in Germany in the year 2000. I was going to do a master's degree at Ruhr Universität Bochum. And I was working at the same time for a business language school in that area. And the owner of that school said that he did language coaching. Well, imagine in the year 2000, to say that you were doing language coaching, now that really was innovative. And this gentleman was called Jim Hardy. He was a wonderful Scottish guy, and he wanted me to be a language coach. 
Now, when I said, you know, Jim, well, what does that mean? What do I have to do? He said, follow the client, do what the client wants, do, do a needs assessment and really tailor make this to each and every client. So I did. That's what I started doing. And I had to understand, okay, well, with some clients, I'm being a coach, but with other clients, I'm being a teacher. And I had to have, as Jim used to say to me, you have to have your coach hat on or you have to have your teaching hat on. Now, this for me was interesting because I felt, okay, I need to train as a coach. You know, I need to understand this. Jim has got his uh, master's in, in educational psychology and I definitely want to be trained. So I started to do coaching training. And this was back in the year 2004, 2005. And I started to look into what is coaching? What is life coaching? What is business coaching? And I started to train as a coach. And in fact, I did train as a brain-based coach under the system, which was called back then the results coaching system, created by David Rock. And David Rock, for me, is the pioneer of brain-based coaching. There are many doing brain-based coaching in the world nowadays. There are many coaches who are uh, coaching with the neuroscience in mind. And interestingly, conversational intelligence coaches um, are also trained in the neuroscience of conversations. And Judith Glazer created her way of coaching based on neuroscience and neuroinnovation even. So the trend started back in the 2000s. I was doing my training and developing myself and I was starting to see how this can be applied in the language learning process. And I started to research even more into the coaching and into the neuroscience. Not only neuroscience, but also coming into epigenetics also questioning the thinking and the performing brain, that wonderful book that we have from the 1970s. The book, in fact, is called The Inner Game of Tennis by Timothy Galway. And Timothy was a genius, I think, before his time, because in the 1970s, he was really talking about the thinking and the performing brain, which when we look at the psychology or we look at the neuroscience and what they are explaining to us about the interplay of the brain. We have the conscious, prefrontal cortex, working memory, etc., and the subconscious, those deep brainstem, cerebellum areas that are the subconscious connected to that emotional brain. Now, the interesting thing is that when we learn a language... It's quite fascinating to observe how the subconscious learns, which is how children learn a language, and how the conscious brain learns, which is mostly how adults learn a language. So all of this research came together, and I had a lot of questions during those years, and one of the major questions for me was, how can I crystallize all of this into an approach and a systematic way 
of learning a language. And in 2012, that's when I actually managed to sit down and crystallize this into an approach or method. You know, people are saying to me now that this is a method. For me, it's the vehicle of connecting learners into languages. So what is new language coaching? Well, we are introducing coaching as the vehicle of delivery. And it's a brain-friendly communication style, the same as brain-based coaching or conversational intelligence. It really is about understanding how our conversations can impact the learner. And we deliver in a very non-directive style. We are very conscious of most of what we're saying and how we are saying it. That's the first point, the way that we communicate. The second point is that we do have some knowledge of how the brain learns, functions, and reacts. Now, we're not pretending to be neuroscientists. What we're trying to do is to help our learner to understand you know, what is happening when they are learning. And it's interesting because one person who came to me from a German university to do my course, um, he was very skeptic at the beginning, and we had a wonderful phone call, and he was asking me questions about the course, and he said, Rachel, you know, I'm a little bit skeptic because you talk about neuroscience, and I don't know what this means, and I don't understand the reason that you're bringing this into a language learning process. And I said, well, isn't it time that we start to understand the brain? And may I add that, you know, now we have, for example, the Dalai Lama, who is giving us that very strong message that we need to train our minds. We need to be understanding ourselves much, much more. And that's what the neurolanguage process in fact, does, it helps the learner to come more into contact with what is happening. How do they learn best? What's blocking? What's stopping? What's helping to learn the language? So wherever we need to, we might be coaching around blocks. We might be coaching around emotional triggers. We might be encouraging Asking, you know, how do you like to learn? What do you like to do? How can we get you into that state of firing and wiring? And I always refer to what we now know as that gamma brainwave moment, the aha moment. How do we provoke those eureka moments in language? So neuro language coaching, we bring in how the brain likes to learn functions and how the brain reacts to help the learner to understand themselves better and to really come into potentially a, an effective and potentially a more efficient and even faster learning process. Now, we are having some wonderful results a lot of my coaches are having some great feedback from their clients. We had uh, Sophie in Milan who had a great breakthrough with one lady who had totally given up on her English. 
and she is in a business environment. Everybody was always saying how terrible her English was. She felt that it was terrible. She'd been learning language for years, but never felt on top of English. She worked for some months with Sophie and they cracked it. This lady walked into a business meeting, confident and able. And everybody in that room was shocked. And she could not thank Sophie enough. And what we're doing, we're actually compiling all of these case studies and we're going to be presenting them very soon to all of you so that you can see some of the impacts that neurolanguage coaches are having. So we've said neurolanguage coaching is about a brain-friendly coaching delivery of communication. We also have the conversations about the brain when needed. We're not there giving lectures about the brain. We're just helping that language learning process. And we are really coming into how the brain learns language. Now, in 2016, we have some amazing research from the University of Mijin, which is actually showing us that when we learn a new language, the brain goes to the native grammatical structures to see if that new language resembles the native language. So as a neurolanguage coach, we very much connect and we help our learners to connect native and target language wherever possible. And again, this is provoking some instant insights. When you start to look at how Spanish and English are very, very comparable, people start learning extremely quickly. And I've even done this with um, Polish people, with Czech people, with um, Hungarians, with Japanese, with Chinese, with Russian, with Arabic. And we've started on that curiosity arousing conversation of, how is this in your language? And they will share with me. And then we'll share back and say, well, wow, that's different. Oh, that's similar. And then we both start getting excited because we start understanding Firstly, I understand my learner better. I understand their mistakes. I understand how they're constructing the sentences. I understand what's going wrong and how we can then start to build in those alarm bells to say, right, well, this is how it is in your language, but actually in English, it's like this. So we very much connect language to language. And we know how to do that. We provoke with the right questions, with the right knowledge. We are language experts. That's what you all are. And what we're doing is enhancing that way of learning a language. Now, neurolanguage coaching can be for any level. I personally do uh, Spanish neurolanguage coaching, and I've really uh, had a few clients who were total beginners in Spanish. And we do it from their native language. And instantly they start coming into Spanish. It's a joy seeing, you know, after the first session. I had one gentleman 
who uh, in the first session we started to connect in with the similarities, so the words that were very similar, the adjectives that were very similar, and I gave him the verb to be in Spanish. This gentleman went away and created about 50 different sentences and came back the next week and said, Rachel, look, look at all these sentences. And it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal the way that as a beginner, he was coming in and he was motivated and he wanted more. So new language coaching for beginners has to very much be done from the native language, of course, because we do need to be able to communicate on some level. Now, ideally, we can start communicating in the target language when they come into a B1, B2 level. Until that point, we are coming a lot with the native language. And I would say in those lower levels, I would encourage to translanguage. I love to encourage learners to translanguage because what we're doing is we are helping their brain to keep calm. We're not saying, we're not prohibiting, you cannot speak your native language. That really does get people very tense and it blocks people instantly. So in the lower levels, we're using the native a lot. Then we come up to that tipping point in B1, B2, when we can start using the target language much more. And then obviously the B2, C1s, we're always going to be in that target language. And neuro-language coaching is for any language. This is a way, an approach, a method to deliver any language. I have some phenomenal language coaches worldwide, and we have a whole spectrum of language and language coaching. Now, another thing that we do, we look at how to deliver brain-friendly grammar conversations. I know that many, many of our learners hate grammar. And I know that many educators or language teachers hate grammar. And may I confess, you know, in those years when I was uh, with business clients in the year 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006, there were many, many moments when if it got into very complicated grammar, like inversions or cleft sentences, I would avoid them. And phrasal verbs, goodness, I think many people avoid phrasal verbs worldwide. Now, what we do is we learn how to systematically break down grammar areas. We cluster grammar into bigger pictures. And then... We deliver that grammar through very structured, step-by-step, brain-friendly coaching conversations. And in fact, I've created a model which is called the PACT PQC model, which is a specific way of delivering that conversation. So there are many aspects of neurolanguage coaching which are unique which I created along the way. And you know, part of that process is also based on the three M's. 
And I created those three M's as the must-have conversations with the client. The first one is the motivation. The second one is the mechanical goal setting, which is everything to do with grammar and the structure and the pronunciation, the nuts and bolts of the language. And the mastery goal setting, which is everything to do with the functional application and use of the language. And in the end, you know, the whole process of new language coaching has a different structure to the normal language learning structure. And the whole process is rich of so many different things. We understand the difference between empathy and compassion, for example. We understand what it means to have brain-friendly coaching conversations. We understand what it means to break down material and build it back up. We understand how to deliver grammar through these very, very skilled, steered, brain-friendly coaching conversations, which arouse the curiosity of our learners, and very much we understand how to provoke and connect languages. And I have to say, based on my own experience, when I've learned languages, I did French, Latin and Greek at school. And little did I know that that was going to be the basis for me for so much throughout my life. The French then got me into the Spanish, the Latin as well. The French and the Spanish got me into, sorry, the French and the Latin got me into the Spanish. And I learned Spanish by myself. I never had a lesson in my life. And then the Spanish helped me to get into Catalan because I was living in Catalonia at the time. Those languages then helped me to get into Italian so that when I was living in Italy, I could instantly transfer it over. And the English side, let's say the Germanic side of English, got me into German. And now I'm really smiling because my Greek, the letters from the Greek language are helping me with the Cyrillic letters of Russian. So it's been a phenomenal journey for me to connect the dots. And, you know, Steve Jobs did say that it's only when you look back at your life that you realise that you can connect the dots. And I look back at my life, I look back at the fact that I started teaching when I was 17 in Spain. I started teaching adults there in an adult school and throughout my life, I've always been in the, let's say, in the background, if I was doing something else, I was still with clients language teaching, whether it was English or Spanish. And then, uh, little did I realize after doing my law degree that I would then go on to be a lawyer and actually qualify as a fully trained lawyer in England but specialised then into legal English. And I was working at the University of Verona as a legal English uh, lecturer for some years. And at the same time, I was working with business clients, lawyers in Germany and, and in Italy and Spain and France um, for about 15 years. And I still have some of those clients as very 
let's say, select clients that, that I work with. For me, it's been interesting how to connect those dots now. The real uh, quote from Steve Jobs is, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. And on that note, I'm going to close this summary of where we are at the moment with what is language coaching. And over the next weeks, I'm going to be inviting still some guests to talk about language coaching. But we're going to be exploring maybe here and there some slightly different views of coaching and aspects of coaching. So do watch this space. Do come back to this podcast and do keep in touch. Wishing you a wonderful day wherever you are. Bye-bye.